You are listening to ACPN. Hi, I'm Angry Man. And I'm Gidget Von LaRue, and we have an 80s movie podcast called the Retro Cinema Podcast. We talk and give trivia, well, just a little bit of trivia, on 80s movies that we both watched back in the 80s. We cover all genres, including comedy, horror, drama, fantasy, musical, animation, action, and even film noir. Yeah, we cover them all. So you can find us at theretrocinema.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Klopak, is that Slavic? No! <laughs> give, <laughs> give us, us a, a listen. listen. Good evening, America. Welcome to another exciting edition of Adventure Club Podcast. I'm John Galvo. And I'm Matt Neslanik. Good hey, evening, planet Earth. We're, we, we did it. Now we can go home. All right. See you tomorrow. <laughs> no, actually, we can't. Uh, we have oh. a guest tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking to Kurt Klopton. He wrote a book which he's translated into audio form, which uh, seems to be the, the going thing, the theme of the last few episodes of the show. You know, I'm but, a big fan of that. Uh, yes. Living in the D.C. area, I'm, I'm sure you live in the Jersey, New York area. Traffic is a thing. Right. When you spend an hour to two hours and commute one way, audiobooks are great. Well, see, I'm, I'm spoiled. My commute to work now is only 15 minutes long. All right, mine's about seven minutes, but I just tried to <laughs> empathize there. <laughs> I was like, he's going to kill me because I have a short run. No. Oh, no. Way to outdo me, Matt. Oh, damn. I did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, boy. Yeah, I guess we don't. But, yeah, um, there are instances where we do listen to uh, various things. I mean, we went to a, on a trip a few weeks ago uh, to Long Island from Staten Island, and we listened to uh, actually a couple of uh, our... Affiliated shows, I uh, believe we listened to Childhood Remastered, which was pretty good. Yeah, and for me, I mean, the audio thing works really well because I work in IT, and in the type of IT I work in, I don't like to and don't have to talk to people. So I can have my headphones on and have podcasts or audiobooks going all day. Yeah. My, my office doesn't seem opposed to headphones, but I'm playing it cool right now because it is a temp-to-perm position. Right. Once you get that so, perm, though, headphones on, eyeglasses oh, on, you don't have to talk to anyone, look at anyone. Eyeglasses. Well, sunglasses. Oh. I was like, eyeglasses? I don't have those on? <laughs> I need those. I can't see without them. I'm going to wait till I turn perm to put my eyeglasses on. <laughs> Maybe they won't notice I haven't been able to do the work without them. Then, then I'll be able to see what I'm doing. <laughs> Finally, six oh, months in. Oh, my gosh. So, Matt, what have you been up to this past week? Well, um, I've been applying for different things uh, acting-wise. Oh, cool. Um, I got a hit on one of my submissions, and they want me to play Fireman Number 2 oh. in a role for ID Television. Oh. If you know anything about it, it's like Discovery ID, I think. 
Um, is that one of those like uh, NBC Dateline kind of things? No, it's it's reenactments of really like messed up news stories. Like you know, I, I believe one of the shows on ID is like who the blank did I marry? Um, oh. You know, killer twin lovers, seducers. You know, all these types of like bridezillas. I, I, I uh, thought they were gonna have you in there as like fireman two got brutally murdered by a lion. Hey, you know, I would be happy to do a death scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm 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 guessing the one I'm I'm slated to be in is about an arsonist because there are, are quite a few firemen in it. Uh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, and it's said a love gone bad. Uh, and how does love gone bad? With arson. Usually yeah, anyway. Sometimes. Sometimes it's with uh lawsuits. That that is true. <laughs> but that's the less deadly method, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that's pretty much what's been going on when and work on, when they're on drugs. Yeah, well, you know, meth kills, I think, and other things. Yeah, true, true. But yeah, it's been a pretty uh, back to normal week. You know, uh, as we talked with Aaron last week, uh, everything's back to normal after Dragon Con after a couple weeks. Mm. No crud here, thankfully. Oh, that's good. Con, con crud can kill. Oh my God! Yes. I mean, it literally just killed Jerry Purnell. Oh, jeez. Did you hear about that? No, who's that? So, Jerry Purnell is a famous sci-fi author. Um, he, he wrote a few books with Larry Niven of the Ringworld series. Right. Lucifer's Hammer, a few other things. Um, he was at, he's 85, he was at Dragon Con, saw him there. Awesome dude. Uh, one of my top five sci-fi writers. And he wrote that on his blog, he got a cold slash flu while at Dragon Con, and then last week he died. Oh my gosh! Yeah, kind of abruptly, which is really sad. Yeah, that's that's really depressing. Sorry to take this down. I I know, really, and that's why I'll never go back to Dragon Con. No, just kidding. <laughs> it kills people. Yeah. Oh God, the Dragon Con kills. One of the, I think the second year I was out there, I was getting like massive heartburn, and people thought it was con crud. Turns out that was the the symptom that uh, the first symptom I got when I first uh, got diabetes. Ah, like the acids were eating away at my body, which was why I dropped like eighty pounds. Gotcha. Yeah, I was gonna say the second year, no, last year there, I I ate the hot dogs at, at the Hilton snack bar, oh, and I got sick for two days. God, no, no, yeah, no, no. I mean. Maybe maybe we were hungry. Maybe as a desperate maneuver, I would I would get like a hamburger or something from there. But no, that's too overpriced. It was, and so I got food poisoning from them. Oh. And I remember running into Hal like later the second day, and he's like, "How's your con so far?" And uh, Hal Lublin. And you throw up on him. (laughs) No, I was like, "Well, I've had food poisoning for two days. You don't eat meat, do you?" He's like, "Not when I'm here." (laughs) <laughs> All right, you're a smart man, Hal. Yes, he is. So, yeah, I, I have not made that mistake again. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got you to be careful, Akon. It's true. You really have to, like... Hi- hydration's important, as you said last time, and uh, copious amounts of, uh, like, airborne. Oh, yes. So you're in preparation now for NYCC, correct? Yes, sir. I'm getting all kinds of press infos 
I actually just found out I double booked myself because someone else won. I double booked myself and I'm like, really? What's what's the which is the one of the two that you don't want? And I'll take it. And she's like, oh well, this one and this one. I'm like, shit! I didn't know they were both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> which ones were they? Can you say? Um, no, I don't want to say. I don't. All right, fair say. enough. I'll I'll say uh well. No, I won't say. Did any of them involve Doc? No, you know what? Doc's not going to be there. He was in a Dragon Con this year. I am, I am disappointed. I'm really disappointed at Adult Swim because usually they have a pretty packed lineup. This year, all they have is the damn Rickmobile that they had in July. Yeah, that was out here in Virginia this last year. Yeah, they're having that. They're having a. They're having their little on the green party, but they're having it on a Tuesday. What? Yeah. Like after or before? Before, because well, no the good. week the week leading up they they do events like Comic Con. Uh, Reed Pop, who runs Comic Con, does events for the entire week. It's like New York Comic Week, and yeah. that's one of the events. But it's on a Tuesday. I I mean the what, the couple times I went to New York Comic Con, we got there Thursday. Right. It's it's Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. I wow. And then they have like little events like leading up to it, but I don't understand adult. You know, I, I never understood Adult Swim to be well, honest with you. I think that's the point of Adult Swim. Yeah, I think they overdo it in that in that instance, though, because I mean, the last couple of years have been awesome. Been, I even it's funny. I, I said, you know what? This year I'm going to become prepared. I'm going to buy a brand new microphone for the video camera. I'm going to buy a brand new battery. And mm-hmm. it turns out the only panel that's representing Adult Swim is Robot Chicken. Who's going to be there for that one? I don't. Uh, well, I know uh, Matt Senreich. He's yeah. going to be there, and I think like Brecken Meyer. But Seth Green never does those. I don't know. He's he was there the last uh, New York Comic Con I went to. Yeah, he he's on the panels for Robot Chicken, but he never does the press. Oh, I and for some reason, he brought Macaulay Culkin the last one well, we were does, there for. He does voices on the show. He also looks like a bad heroin addict. I think he's gotten better, though. I thought I saw a picture Macaulay of him. Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw a picture of him recently where I'm like, wow, that guy really cleaned up. I hope so, for his sake. I mean, it, it was worrisome how bad he looked on stage there. Yeah. Well, did you ever see that he did the... Was it, I forget if it was Funny or Die, if it was like some kind of like bootleg version of Funny or Die where they did like... Um, it was like Macaulay Culkin, like twenty years later, like the the character from Home Alone. No, I didn't and see that. He's like he's like, basically, he looks like a junkie, and he's talking to some kid about how his parents left him home alone when he was eight, and he had to fight off these bad guys, and he <laughs> learned all these things. It, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. It's it's hysterical. I need to see that then. Yeah. God, wasn't was it Home Alone three the one that had, uh. The guy who played Ernest in it. The guy who played Ernest. Uh, you know Ernest P. Worrell. No, Home, was... Home Alone Three was that that other kid. I forget his name. Uh, ScarJo though was was like his sister. Oh, was she? Yeah, like she had like a, a bit role in the movie, like before she became famous. I thought there was one of the Home Alones where, you know, no, she was in that. Yeah, where the bad guy was just he was someone famous, but. I can't think of who it was. 
Or was it Home Alone 4, maybe? I don't even know. I know French Stewart was, like, played the, in, in like, because I think Disney bought the rights eventually. So it was, like, Disney's Home Alone 6. It was, like, the return of Marv, and instead of, uh, what's-his-face, uh, I'm, I'm picturing the guy, I can't think of Joe Pesci? Name. No, the other guy. Oh. God, I can't think of his name now. Yeah, Marv. um. Yeah, that guy. The, Daniel Stern. Yes, thank you. Daniel. Instead of Daniel Stern, it was French Stewart because that was like Disney was like big on French Stewart at the time. Like he played Inspector Gadget in the sequel to that. Mm-hmm. So it was like Disney's Home Alone six starring French Stewart as Marv. Let's see. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Home Alone four with French Stewart taking back the ha Oh my God, that looks like a terrible. Terrible uh, poster for the Home Alone 4. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It looks like... I, I, I'm not, I will never watch this movie, but I, I'm just guessing that it's probably along the lines of Problem Child 3. That bad? If I, had, if I had to guess, I would say yes. Who the hell played uh, Ernest Worrell? Jim Varney, right? Yeah, Jim Varney. But yeah. He wasn't in any of these that I'm aware of. That, well... That you're aware of. Uh, Toy Stories, Toy Story 2. Well, let's see, Home Alone, The Holiday... Well, but by the time Home Alone 2 and 3 came out, Ernest was dead. Oh, that's right. God, when did he die? I want to say early 2000s, because remember, he was still... Yeah, February 10th, 2000. Yeah. Age 50, that's young. Yeah, well, smoking kills. Yeah, well, you're not wrong. Ernest won't ride again. I think there there have been like rumors that they have wanted to pitch a new version of Ernest, but I, I don't think they can. Nah, that, that, no one could could be Ernest like. I mean, he was, yeah. you know, yeah. And he had so what was the he? Uh, hey, Vern, it's Ernest. That was a TV show he did, right? Yeah. That's right. It was like right before the movies became prominent when there was Ernest Saves Christmas and Ernest Goes to Jail and all those. Mm -hmm. He was doing the ads for, I want to say Coke or Pepsi. Where he was going around, hey, Vern. Know what I mean, Vern? Mm. Mm-hmm. I forget what... Uh... Now I feel old. That's all right. 90s and late 80s had the best cartoons and TV shows ever, and I still stick by that. I'm trying I mean, to look you... on, on Facebook. Ernest Saves Christmas, goes to camp. Oh, God, me and my brother Bobby. Remember, that they were like the, 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 the other guys who were like in all the Ernest movies. I forget the other guy's name, but it was like that guy Bobby who didn't talk. He was like, he was like the equivalent of Teller. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, I'm trying to look this guy up. Um, not Lyle Azedo. <laughs> Bobby Wayne, Patrick Day. Oh. Right? Maybe. Let's see, Ernest Goes to... He was in Ernest Goes to Camp. Yeah. And Freddy's Nightmares, the TV oh, right. series. I thought there was a big, uh, commercial, a chain of commercials that he did with Vern. Wait, what was that? I saw something. Sprite! He did Sprite. Which? Okay. Wow, he did Convenient Food Mart. 
he did. They're showing him with mellow yellow and mountain. Oh, probably because of oh mellow yellow. Oh, maybe he was doing mellow yellow and comparing it to Sprite. Hmm. That would make sense. <sighs> R.I.P. Jim. Yeah. You were part of my childhood, man. Even his his like non earnest roles, like uh, when he did the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, that's right. That was what a was, good one. What the hell was the one that they did on uh, How Did This Get Made where where June was all about his bad character? Oh, it was probably uh, Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Was that? Yep. Jim Varney as, a ba- as the bad guy with Lonnie Anderson and Hulk Hogan as the good guy. Yes! Hulk Hogan! Yeah, you know. Early to yes. mid-90s, Hulk Hogan's, you know, bread and butter were those really bad movies. Oh, what was the one he did with the nanny? Like Mr. Mr. Nanny. Okay. Which is the one that Vin Diesel tried to remake with the pacifier, right? I suppose. Do you not know that one? No, I've seen I've seen bits and pieces of the pacifier, unfortunately. You, you but... should never bother seeing any more of it. Yeah, I know. But yeah, Jim Varney was great. I, I I don't know why he affected my childhood as well as he did, but he did. Because he was like there. He was like third dad. <laughs> yeah, he kind of was. And that was right at that time, you know, I think, what, late 90s? Or was it a little earlier than that? No, it was late 80s, I think. Early yeah. 90s. And uh, yeah, Ernest Goes to Camp, 87. So that was when I was 10 years old, I think. Or nine years old. Yeah, so that... You don't realize how many stinkers there were of, of Ernest towards the end there. So I remember Ghost to Camp. I remember... Well, I mean, Ghost to Camp was the big one. That was the yeah. break-in. Honestly, I've never seen that one the whole way through. Really? Yeah, that's probably the one. And then Saves Christmas, I saw in in the movie theater. I remember that much. I don't remember if I actually saw it after that. I saw Saves Christmas uh, on TV... Jail was probably my favorite. I never saw Jail. Jail is just bizarre because he find he finds like a doppelganger of him who's like a kingpin of like a prison who like breaks out and becomes Ernest. Okay. And for some reason, Ernest is attracted to static electricity and becomes Electro Man. All right, I I can't question that. Uh, he also was in Ernest Scared Stupid, which I never saw. That that is legendary. And Ernest goes to Splash Mountain. That was a short. Oh, was was, it? That was when Splash Mountain was first coming out. Okay, he was a Splash Tronaut. Yeah. All right, there's only about six people listed on that one, so yeah, I never, I never saw that one. I wonder if these are on torrent sites. If I could find these, I'm I'm sure you could probably find them on YouTube. Because I kind of want to see Ernest goes to jail and Ernest scared stupid now. Scared stupid is hysterical. I'll try and sum that one up. He he finds. He, they go. He and these kids somehow he gets uh, tied up with these kids because he's like the school janitor, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they find this house in the woods that's owned by uh, Eartha Kit. Yeah, I was just she's looking like, at Eartha Kit's like, in that. Yeah, and she's like this nasty old woman who's like, "Leave me alone! I'm Eartha Kit." Rar. Oh, Eartha Kit. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> and and you find out that there's this tree that they're not supposed to do something to, to the tree because Ernest's ancestors like locked away this this troll. 
Okay. <laughs> he's the only one who could summon the troll back to life, so yada yada, he summons the troll back to life. So the troll, like, is, is eating all the kids, like, sucking up their, their souls and turning them into little wooden dolls. <laughs> okay. And meanwhile, Ernest is trying to figure out how to trap them and, and uh, him and his dog. Okay, so after Ernest scared stupid, there was Ernest rides again. Ernest goes to school. Right. And, and I then can, I can tell you oh. I've seen I've seen most of them. They weren't as good. They in kinda, 90, 97 there was an Ernest goes to Africa. I never feel, really I never really saw that one nor did I ever see Ernest in the army. I feel like there might be some weird racial stuff in that one. <laughs> and I kinda, then I kind of slid off. I remember seeing Slam Dunk Ernest. That was one where I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's like the second like guest star in the movie where he's like a genie who gives him magic shoes. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> and he's able to play basketball with all the African-American gentlemen who can actually play basketball. <laughs> all right. And then there was, of course, Ernest in the Army. Yeah, I never. I, I think after, like I said, after Slam Dunk, I kind of slid off. Like I remember seeing School, which was kind of School and Slam Dunk were probably like the worst of the ones that I saw. Really. And then Ernest Rides Again was probably like the beginning of the end. How how different can Ernest in the Army be from Polly Shore's in the Army now? Really. <laughs> that, that I don't know because I've I've never seen either one. I I so. Back when I was a younger man, I had a crush on, uh, I believe the actress's name was Lori Petty. Yes, Tank Girl. Tank Girl, yeah. Mm. And so she was in the in the Army now. Oh, really? And that's the only reason I bothered seeing it. Oh, speaking of, uh, I'm looking at, his, at the IMDb page for Jim Varney. Speaking of non-earnest roles, Wrangler Bob Bundy in the movie Fast Food. Have you ever seen that one, 1989? Uh, no, I have not. What, what is that about? Here's the here's the tagline. What would happen if a sex drug ended up in the secret sauce of a new burger joint? Uh, was, shenanigans, was, I'm yeah, guessing. It was one of those like pork bootleg porkies movies. I remember seeing it. <laughs> I remember seeing it on HBO. It was one of those like HBO like porkies ripoffs. Okay. All right. I don't Mike, remember anything about it except Jim, Jim Barney Clark was like the and best. Tracy Lords. And Blake Clark, who ended up uh, replacing him in Toy Story. <laughs> I'm looking at this Michael J. Pollard. That's a. I wonder wow. if that's my buddy's dad, Jason Pollard, <laughs> I don't know. the guy who runs another podcast. I, I know. <laughs> yes. Jason, if you're listening, is that your father? <laughs> Are you related to a celebrity? Are, <laughs> was your dad in fast food in 1989? Was he in the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray? Actually, that would be awesome if you were. <laughs> because Scrooge was a great movie. Mm. Yeah, he, so, played the, he played the homeless guy in that one. He was also in Tales from the Crypt. Oh. Well, who wasn't in Tales from the Crypt? That's I true. You, How... I bet you Jim Varney was in Tales from the Crypt. I now need to look. Uh, Let's find out. No, 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 I don't think so. Oh, damn. Only Toy Story 1. Uh, let me but see. Toy Story 1 is not Tales from the Crypt. No, actually, damn. Uh, Michael Pollard was in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, I like how we're, we're going down the rabbit hole now. You know what? What else do <laughs> we have to do tonight? 
Well, we got a guest coming in in about five minutes, but we can we can waste a couple more minutes. We do. I mean, these things people want. Inquiring minds want to know. Mm. Toxic Crusaders, the movie, which yeah, Tales from the Crypt. I believe I know that one. I've I've recently started going through Tales from the Crypt. The uh, was it seven seasons of that one? Oh wow! Yeah. I think the original, anyway. I should say really quick. I went. I attended New Jersey HorrorCon this past weekend for a couple hours. It was, it was interesting. Hey John, why don't you tell me about New Jersey HorrorCon this weekend? It was interesting. Uh, <laughs> tell me more. Um, <laughs> see, I only spent like a couple hours there because I really just wanted to see uh, our buddy Gary Riley. And I also did you see uh, Ryan? I saw Ryan for like a minute. He didn't recognize me, and then he was like exhausted. So I'm like, it's all right, dude. Ah, like, so it's like, like Ken Plume at Dragon Con. I, I think it's a thousand times worse than Ken Plume at Dragon Con. Ah, okay. Because, I mean, between him and uh, Rob Bruce, they were both like, I'm tired. Like, I got in there. I, I asked for a press pass. Rob was there. He hands me a press pass. He, I look at it. It didn't even have my name. He's like, he's like, here, just take this one. I'm so tired. I'm like, dude. Just I, get out of my face. I totally understand, dude. Get oh God. power through this through the rest of this night and get through it. And then when I saw Ryan later on, he's like, "Yeah, but I got the Crispin Glover thing until like one a.m." Like, okay, I've been meaning to ask, what is with the Crispin Glover thing? He's so a, he's a filmmaker, so he made some films. Well, he was an actor, right? And then what is the Crispin Hellion Glover? That thing? I, that I don't get. That I don't understand. I guess. I mean, he's is is. Yeah, is he a, a goth ish esque actor? Maybe. Vamp- I, I don't know his life. Yeah, but uh, I it really you know when I hear the name Crispin Glover, I think actor. Right. I just don't think Crispin Hellion Glover. And what the hell is that? that like I said, I don't I don't really know too much. Isn't he an American him. Gods? Is he? I thought he was the main new god. The media, not media. You know, I oh. haven't I haven't seen that show, but I know I was invited to a party, and a friend of mine was like, "Just go to the party. It's it stars. You'll uh, add to your uh, growing list of uh, press." I'm like, "Okay, that sounds good." Okay, uh, let me see. Well, I know he's in Back to the Future. Of course. Uh, let me see. American Gods. Yeah, Mr. World. Uh, five or six? No, let me see. So he was in. It's a bunch not uncommon of for actors to also do move to also direct movies, right? So no, I get all of this, but what is the Crispin Hellion Glover stage show thing? Oh, what that they had there? Yeah, that was their VIP show. They did it uh, back in April with John Waters, where he's like the big draw, but he's got like a VIP experience where you can. Like I guess buy the movie and get an autograph and a picture with him and. Uh... Okay, sort of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, John Waters is an odd dude. Right. In a good way. Don't get me wrong. I'd meet I, him if I had a chance. I agree. Still an odd dude. <laughs> um. But yeah. Also, uh, Pollard, that guy we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Also in Dick Tracy. Which is one of my? Would you call that a superhero movie? It's a, it's a damn good movie. I can tell you that much. But I loved that movie when it came out, and I mm. still to this day I think I saw it about four or five years ago again. 
It's on my Loved it. it's on my digital account. It's it's a great movie. A friend of mine had connected to my digital account. He's like, uh, "Here's twenty dollars. Get me something that's visually stunning." I'm like, that... "Dick Tracy is visually stunning." I I, and he agreed with me. The color usage in that was great. I always like, and my father used to point this out back when he was alive. But uh, he would say, "Oh yeah, I like how they." Uh, Instead of like a brand name chili, he's just like eating out of a can that just says chili. <laughs> just chili, chili. And Madonna didn't do much for me. I got to be honest. Eh. Uh, who was Mumbles? Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Yes, that was my. They he had, was. He was. They had such an amazing cast. Oh God, yeah. I Kathy realize... Bates, Dustin Hoffman, uh, Al Pacino, right? Al Pacino was the bad guy. Paul Sorvino, Sorvino. Madonna. Did I ever tell you my Paul Sorvino story? No, no. Tell me your Paul Sorvino story. Uh, I took Colleen to... Uh, they were doing tapings of uh, the Jack and Triumph show. It was Jack McBrayer and Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Okay. They did it for Adult Swim uh, live action show. So we're going into the taping. First of all, we thought we were late and we weren't going to get in. And they were going to blacklist me from every show uh, mm-hmm. going forward because they put on the email, oh, if you don't show up, then we're going to blacklist you and blah, 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 blah. So we're like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. We get up there. We get up the stairs. You know, everything's fine. We're going in. We turn to each other. We're like, is that Paul Sorvino? He was actually in the episode we were going to say. Oh, wow. Because he was... Uh, the whole plot of the episode was uh, they see him eating at a restaurant, and he and he stands up, and Triumph can smell his ass. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And on that note, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and come back with our guest Kurt Clopton. He's gonna tell you all about his brand new audio book and. We'll be back. This is Sean. And Chris. From the Childhood Remastered Podcast, where we look back on the cartoons, TV shows, and movies of our youth to see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which is far too often the case. You can check us out at childhoodremastered.com to listen to all of our old episodes, request a show for us to cover, or to just say hello. And we're back with that wonderful commercial break that you just heard, which I don't know what it is yet. Or maybe I do. Um, I should say our guest this week has a new audiobook out called Super Guy. Please welcome to the show Kurt Clopton. Kurt, Kurt, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing good, good. So tell us about Super Guy. Well, Super Guy is a comic novel, I guess you would have to qualify it as, and um it's kind of confusing as whether you put it in science fiction or fantasy or whatever, but uh, if you like superheroes and, um, I guess, silliness, uh, it would be good to read, I suppose. So is it is it a, a send-up of the superhero genre? Is it a different take on it? Well, it's a, it's a different take in that um, it is superheroes who are run by the government. Um, there's basically a federal agency that coordinates everything. If your city wants a superhero, they put it in their budget, 
and they fill out the application, the paperwork for what powers they want the superhero to have, <laughs> and then they send it in. It gets okayed. They send back the super serum with the uh, powers and uh, and the uniform that uh, you also can you know say what you want the uniform to be, and uh, that's how it works. And uh, you get your superhero, and there so there are bureaucracy involved that complicates everything and um i of guess I, you know I, I worked in a university for a while and got to experience all of this firsthand so <laughs> that's part of where the idea comes from so it's it's different in that aspect that uh it's uh you have to deal with all that sort of thing like a uniform change takes a lot of paperwork <laughs> I like the uh, I like the cover with the the guy in the white suit with the barcode on the chest. Well, that is the uh, title character. That's that's Super Guy, and um, actually, he comes from a uh, the original idea was twenty years ago. Basically, at a Halloween party, I went as a generic superhero. So I wore black and white and had a barcode on my chest and really thought I should have won the best costume <laughs> that night, but I didn't even get nominated, so that's kind of a sore spot. Oh, but um, <laughs> Sorry to dredge but that the up. Guy standing, the guy standing next to me at the party thought I should have done, you know, gotten something, too. So <laughs> wherever he is now, he was my only uh, supporter. Someone believed but, in you. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, and that's <laughs> it. And, and so um, what happens for that particular character is... He is um, the the mayor of Milwaukee. I, I said it in Milwaukee. Um, is in a reelection situation, and his numbers are dropping, and so he wants to pull out something big to help his campaign. And so they had a superhero position written into the budget that he promised when he got elected the first time, but they've never fulfilled it because they were just using it as a slush fund. And so now. At, they're going to, let's go do this. Well, they sent it in to get it filled, and what they didn't realize was at the time they weren't really going to do it, so they filled it out as, you know, blandly as possible. They didn't put any real stipulations in it, no extra powers, nothing about the uniform. Extremely generic. Yes, so the person at the, you know, in the Department of Superhero Funding, which is what it's called, um, who got the request, apparently had a sense of humor and sent, sent them back a generic uniform. <laughs> All right. So this is kind of like, on one side, the, the, the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. dealing with superheroes, bureaucracy and stuff. Yes. I like it. I like it. Cool. And uh, there's a lot of, at the time that I was writing it, I was you know preparing by reading comic books and watching, like, the old Adam West Batman show. Best Batman. And mm. so I have um, little nods in there to Batman, you know, a couple characters named for, like, uh, the commissioner and that sort of thing. And, uh, and I also have a lot of extra characters, other superheroes that I kind of kind of think as, you know, the tick kind of superheroes where mm. they're just very bizarre names and costumes to fit if you 
uh, see the cover of the book, the um, comic book artist who did the cover basically made up some of the costumes. I could give him a little uh, idea of what I was going for, uh, because in some of the things I just... I just threw off the name in passing, uh, you know, just kind of as a joke or something, but I never, those characters aren't filled out. So I just said, hey, there's one named this, make it whatever you want. So I was looking at the cover and I thought, I don't know any of these characters. <laughs> and then as I looked more and more, I started to recognize, oh, that's, you know, this guy and this guy. <laughs> they were all there. I just didn't know what they looked like. So that was kind well, of a bizarre little thing. Who'd you get to do the cover artwork? Uh, Randy Kintz. He is a, a comic book artist who is, lives out in Oregon. Okay. Awesome. Very it's really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm definitely seeing a, a, a tick kind of uh, influence on the cover, also. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like I a little bit of a sarcastic him. take on on the superhero genre. Oh yeah, it's um, you know we have I don't know one of the characters is like called Longhorn because he's from Texas, <laughs> and the you know the idea is that he has just the tiniest helmet but the hugest horns on it so it's just so unwieldy you don't you know no one would actually wear that but you know it's that kind of thing right right just kind of go nuts with that stuff all right all right cool. and so now uh can i ask you what is faux uh faux fiction audio uh they are um they're doing a, a the podcast versions of of the book they do it's not just a regular audio book where and someone like me uh, reading oh, it I it's see. they have full actors uh, you know a full cast of actors doing the different parts and they're throwing in the sound effects and all that sort of thing and so they are starting uh you know a chapter podcast each week starting october 2nd hmm. and then that's going to last for 29 weeks and and right about April 28th which is National Superhero Day right and at that point they will release the full audiobook version of it but you can follow along on their website uh, faux fiction audio and um you know, each week get a new chapter. Oh, very cool. That's okay. a very inventive way to do it. Cause I, I was thinking, I was under the impression it was going to be like, like kind of like an audible kind of thing where, you know, everyone's going that route now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's kind of a nice idea because they can, you know, try to build the audience as they get farther along in the story. And, um, you know, and it's just, it's, it, it kind of fits the book. I mean, it, it'd be fun to, you know, just have an audiobook anyway, but mm-hmm. just the fact that you can just be a little more silly with it. And, you know, we're, we're even discussing, we were discussing accents because, you know, it takes place in Milwaukee and there's, you know, we don't really have anyone with an accent in it. But then we were thinking, well, maybe we'll make the audiobook version somehow special like mm. this it's like a bonus edition it comes with a special british villain or something so <laughs> oh nice we, That's cool. out of nowhere we might have the villain in the audiobook be british so hmm. have like okay. a random character as a swedish person 
yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, like if that. we could, I, I wonder if we could work out downloadable content where you could just, you know, I don't, I don't want the, can I get the Swedish version of it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay an extra $2 to have him sound like an angry German. Yeah, uh, that's, that, that's an industry waiting to happen. Choose your own dialect. Yes, yes there you I, go. I would pay extra for, for an extra voice or two there. Yeah. And it was, it's interesting because I've heard them, um, you know, they sent me up the audition tapes for the various characters. So I got to hear, you know, three or four different people doing my, you know, my villain in it. And, you know, with an accent or, well, and with some bizarre voices and, and just, it's just, it's kind of nuts to hear all the possibilities, but they, uh, they're talented. It's pretty interesting. That's, that's nice. awesome. Who How did you find those guys? Well, they found us. The book was at a, uh, I believe, at a Comic Con in Oregon and maybe Portland oh, wow. specifically. But uh, the owner of the faux fiction was walking through and saw the book uh, at our table and uh, at our publisher's table and just looked at it and thought. This would be great <laughs> to do as an audio book, you know, the way nice. they were doing it. So, and I happily agreed to that, sure. That's very yeah. awesome. Who were some of your uh, superhero influences growing up? Well, I definitely, well, obviously the Adam West Batman. I remember watching that and, sure. um, mm -hmm. when I was little, and it was Interesting, when I started trying to do the research, I decided, well, I want to find that. So I had to, you know, search for it in, in, on TVs and found it being rerun like two, uh, 2 in the morning on some miscellaneous channel. So it was still out there. Um, but I remember watching that, and, um, and I had a, you know, I wasn't a big comic collector or anything, but I you know, red here and there. Um, I still remember, do you remember the uh, Marvel Universe when they put out just the single comics that ha had the, alphabetically had all the characters in them? Do you remember when they did that, or is that just way too old? Uh, what? It would have probably been in the 80s, I'm betting. So... I started no collecting. <laughs> I started collecting comics in the late '80s. I was only born in '78, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm '81, but I don't remember any comics before like 1990. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Well, there you go. I was so, big into, uh, the, yeah. into like the TV movies back then, like Incredible Hulk, and uh, also '66 Batman. I remember growing up on that, but nothing like comic book related. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, I we didn't have a ton of money when I was young, so I wasn't really spending much on comic books. I would get, you know, one once in a while, but never, I couldn't, you know, be, I wasn't the kid who was able to subscribe or go in to the to the store and get one every every month or whatever. But, yeah, uh, same. You know. I, I was in the same place you were. I, you know, I was allowed to uh, I collect, I have, I still have my entire Garbage Pail Kids collection, but you know the comics. <laughs> comics in the '80s, I, I we didn't have money for that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's and that you know, and I don't have any like baseball. I didn't 
couldn't do baseball cards or anything like that. You know, you'd buy a couple of packs and then you'd go, well, I, I'm out of money. Yeah, so, that was it. <laughs> I'm done. I finally chewed the gum that was in, inside. I will say, well, uh, about four years ago, a buddy of mine showed up with a pack of 1987 Topps baseball cards, unopened wax pack, and yeah. I chewed the gum. Oh, my gosh. So it sorry. wasn't. Are your teeth okay? It wasn't good. Yeah. It was not, It was really not good. Probably tasted remarkably the same, though, as it would have if you would have had it in 87. So. It hasn't changed. It was not good back then either. I don't know what what the formula was to Topps Bubblegum, because even like Bazooka Joe, if you remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was I, like it, you had to have like really super hard teeth. No, you had yeah. to have like mechanical chompers for that almost. Oh. It was like, you know, it was it was something to do, it was some kind of conspiracy with dentists. You know, they wanted you to break something and have to go in. The ADA was in on it. It was like, yeah, yeah I could see that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that, you know, as soon as this podcast is out, that there will be a, a ton of, uh, of websites just popping up with this whole conspiracy theory. <laughs> Alex Jones is going to take this one and run oh with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tops Bubblegum Company. Infowars is Tops out to get you? Yes. By the way, buy some of our uh, toothpaste. Right, exactly. Yeah. I I do have uh, one other question for you. Uh, just from what is the a day in the life of a full time professional old time model like? <laughs> curious. <laughs> So you've seen that, huh? I, um, I did, I did. You look good with the wide brim hat, I have to say. Yeah. Does it look good? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, it's 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 a lot like probably any other modeling gig, I'm betting, um, except a lot less glamorous, and there's really no money in it. So, <laughs> so without all the good perks, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Basically, think of everything that you would you would think is good about a modeling job, and yeah. And, uh, that's not there. Well, I will say I, I got my first cowboy hat and cowboy boots uh, prepping for Dragon Con this year uh, oh, for yeah. a costume. So I, I now can say I understand the wide brim hat thing. That's right. You, uh, I, I think I listened to that episode. You went as what a preacher uh, character, uh, the Saint of Killers from Preacher, the cowboy. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was kind of. I, I like the boots. I like the full length duster and the cowboy hat. It it was comfortable. And how you did how did you find the duster? That seems like it might be uh, a little pricey item there. Well, uh, so I kind of had it made. Um, ah. I couldn't find one. I'm I'm six eight, so finding something that fit me was kind of difficult. Uh, I bet. Yeah, a buddy of mine. Who who does some prop stuff for me? He in in Canada. He knew a jacket maker, and they made one for me. Nice. But yeah, had to had to do the whole, you know, length and all that stuff customized. They don't normally make them for people this big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, they don't. It's it's funny. I, I'm six two, which I'm not dealing as much as with what you are, but. The, the whole world is, you know, is like three or four inches below me, you know, mm-hmm. as far as when they look for average sizes. I, I noticed that uh, 
you know, I go to Walmart and they've put in on the self checks, they've put in the little cameras so they, you know, can, I guess, watch you as you check out. And it always cuts off the top of my head because. Yeah, it comes right to my chest. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know how that's really going to do anything for him. If you want to be a criminal, just be a tall criminal and you'll be exactly painter stilts. If, if I, say, hide, I just hide stuff under your hat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk with us, man. Yeah, great. Chat. Well, I really appreciate you having me on. It's it's great to talk to you guys. Absolutely. When is the uh, audio show going to be out? Uh, well, it starts on Monday, October 2nd, is the first episode, uh, and then it will run once a week, on average, <laughs> okay. unless they have, you know, technical difficulties, like somebody somebody cuts their fiber optic cable, well, let's hope not. and then um, <laughs> it'll run once a week until, it'll end a, around the end of April, and uh, then the full audio book will be put out for sale but you know if you're impatient and uh don't like audio stuff you can uh get the book and read the book so that's on amazon and at barnes and noble and is it on comixology uh no i don't think so um do they do they handle anything other than comics do they do print books too or i don't know um I'm not sure. I know Amazon now owns Comixology, I believe. Oh, really? Okay. So I'm not Amazon sure if that's on there. Everything. Let's be honest. But yeah. <laughs> Amazon they does might have own just everything. Just bought your podcast for all you know. <laughs> I would love that. Hey, you know, Jeff Bezos, if you're listening, come on, buy us, please. <laughs> well, you you guys go to a lot of. Comic cons and obviously Dragon Con and that sort of thing. I yes. mean, have you ever? I, I haven't gone to one yet. Although, with this book, there's been discussion of me going. And um, do you, you know, do you see many authors there? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, with yeah. those kinds of books, and you know, does it seem like a good, good fit or to selling situation or publicity situation? So- I mean, what's your take on that? So I, one of the things, I, I went to New York Comic Con for a couple years uh, back, I believe, 2009, 10, and 11, I think. And one of my favorite places to go there was the Artist Alley. Mm. So that's where all the artists you know, show off their wares, show off the comics they're doing. I mean, we're, we're talking famous artists, not, indie artists, everything. And, and that was something I loved because you, you could see these things that were up and coming. And, you know, you, before they were big and, and famous... And it was great. And the same thing at uh, Awesome Con in D.C., same exact thing. If you're introducing a new book, that's one of the best places to introduce it to a lot of people at once. Right. Cool. And, and our, our, also our friend uh, slash co-host Guy Hutchinson, he's got about, well, he has two. He's coming out with a third book now. But he brings them down to a convention in Miami where mm-hmm. he sells them out there. And he makes all his money off the sales that he gets through the convention. Yeah, sure. it, it's definitely worthwhile if uh, if you've got a, a good product to push, that's a good yes. place to do it. All right. Good to know. Yeah. So if you're ever in the D.C. area, Awesome Con, Atlanta, Dragon Con, you know, North Carolina, Raleigh, Super Con, I guess it uh, is. They're, they're all over the place now. I was yeah. going to say probably the closest one to Milwaukee, I would say, the, the of the big ones. Chicago? Uh, Chicago, I would say, yeah, C2E2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I know someone who was just going there, and he had offered to try to sell my book to a comic book writer and see mm-hmm. if he could uh, get anything out of it. Get like um, a graphic novel? Yeah, but uh, as far as I know, he didn't sell it unless he's just not telling me. So <laughs> Did he sell it and he just sold kept it to money? Amazon. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Jeff Bezos got it. <laughs> that that might be okay if they gave him a decent amount, but you know he probably took like uh, you know a bag of Skittles and something for it. So. Hey, as long as you see some of those Skittles, it's okay, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a small percentage. All all the yellow ones or something. Yeah, give me ten Skittles. I don't ask for much. <laughs> take five yellow and one and one pink. Okay. Well, let's to... not go crazy. Come on. <laughs> Kurt, thank you so much for for stopping in the show again. You can check out. Oh, I didn't. Do you? Uh, is there a web a main website or just go to Amazon for the book? Uh, for the book, Amazon or Barnes and Noble has it. Just uh, search for Super Guy, um, KurtClopton.com. You know, I have links to it on on my site. And uh, the faux fiction is faux fiction audio. F A U X. Uh, so fauxfictionaudio.com if you want to start listening to it in October. And Faux Fiction is also on Twitter and Facebook, I believe? Yes, yes. Okay, so people Very can check them out there. Very good. Yep. So everyone at home, check out Super Guy. It's out on book. It's going to be out this October on, in audio form, in podcast form. It, it It's an awesome thing. Yeah, no, this is good. And when you do have one of those long commutes, this is a good thing to do while you're doing it. Absolutely. Even though, as we said earlier, we, we neither one of us has long commutes. But we do have right. jobs where, where they don't frown upon having earbuds in. Exactly. All right, All right so, Kurt, thank you very much again. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Yeah, thank Thanks, you for guys. coming. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Right. Thank you. Take it easy. Okay, bye. If you could go back in time You'd be wasting your time Hey, what do we have in common with Doctor Who? Uh, we're hopeless nerds. Well, that, but we also go back in time. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. We go back in time. We were on Cinema Podcast. I'm Matt Morris. I'm Gabe Whitehurst. And what we do is we go back and we select a random year in cinema history, select a random movie for every month of that year, and review it. Yeah, and we have a really good time doing it. So you know what? You should listen. Listen. Listen to our show. If you like to revisit classic things that you grew up on or, 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 the, or the, the, that just happened last year, we don't know. We're, we're hopping around. We're crazy. We're reviewing things that are all over the place. He's literally crazy. I'm literally going crazy right now, but you should listen to Rewind Cinema. Every Monday. I am going to check that out because that is on... No, uh, did you hang up or he hung up? I hung up on okay. him, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Superguy was available on the Nook, which I am one of the few people to still have one of. <laughs> I actually inherited a Nook from my fiance because apparently she got a new Nook. So I have a Nook. So I got a new Nook and I gave my old Nook to my fiance. Uh, the problem is I oh, want to so switch to a Kindle. A reverse, you did a reverse Nook. Yeah. I want to switch to the other one, the, the Amazon Kindle. But I have I have about 600 books on the Nook still that I have to go through before I can get rid of it. All my books are in real life, and I don't read them, unfortunately. I'm I have a lot person. in real life, but I don't have the room for a lot in real life anymore. Mm. So they're pretty much mostly on my Nook now. 
And I'm like one of five people who still owns a Nook. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Let me so... see if Super Guy is there. Super Guy. Well, Super Guy is available on the Nook, so I do believe I'm going to buy that and read it. Very cool. Any yeah. uh, parting thoughts before we wrap this show up? <sighs> well, I, I feel like I, I have misjudged my career in IT, and I kind of want to be a full-time professional old-timey model. <laughs> you could still be an old-timey model. Hey, if you, get that, still if time? you get that gig with the, as the fireman... Just take a bunch of pictures. Oh, like, I, I got the I'm gig. The That's starting man. Thursday. Oh, you got the Okay, cool. So, so yeah. I start taking a lot of pictures as the fireman. Maybe take one shirtless. Oh, sexy fireman. Yeah, and be like, I'm, I'm the fireman. Oh, hey. Ladies, hello. Hello. I'm getting <laughs> married, but hello. <laughs> yeah, not available. Don't ask. Mm. <laughs> Maybe that's the way into modeling. Yeah, I don't think that I, sells I, calendars. I had though. a cousin. She tried to. She came out from Florida. Uh, she's actually back in Jersey. I have no idea what she's. She's like doing like one of those pyramid schemes now. <laughs> oh, selling knives or so, supplements? Uh, solar panels. <laughs> okay. So I, I hope it's working out for her. But uh, <laughs> she came up one year and she moved in with me and my aunt here in the one in the one bedroom apartment. Okay. And. She wanted to be a model, but, you know, I didn't get that from her. I don't think she was really trying to be the model. She was just trying to be like, hey, the model. <laughs> hey, I'm a model. <laughs> Do you model? No, but I'm a model. No, but let's go out. Here's my number. Oh, th there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, anything uh, you want to uh, pimp, uh, things that are up and coming, maybe a... Halloween episode at some point. Yeah, we we kind of uh, you know what guy was transitioning out of being on the show. I think at the time last sure. year, so we kind of dropped the ball on, on last year. So I would love to try and do our annual Halloween spooktacular that we. Now you have. talked about the 18th. I will not be in this country at that point. Ew. Uh, well, I'm going we, to. We will, we will discuss this off podcast. Okay, yeah. Trademark, I, I might be able to call Ken in from Plume. overseas. Trademark Ken Plume. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of chat there. We will we will talk about this off podcast. I was going to say I can call in and do my the entire bit with a French accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. I don't know. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. No, not, not right now. No, I went, sorry. I went, I went earlier. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you're, you're you're done. Your your platter's good. Yeah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> I should say since I I missed saying it earlier, visit us on the web theacpn.com. You can email us podcasts at theacpn.com. Uh, all our social nets. You can also we have a phone line, but no one uses that, so I'm not going to bother. And uh, oh, and Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/acpn. Uh, One dollar a month. $5 a month, whatever you can give us, even if you have... $100 a month, whatever. Yeah, yeah. but we uh, we do special things for you. Oh, for, yeah. For people like Jonathan Navarro or Marcus Cohen or Tony Platus, um, who we'll do are special our, things for our, you. our dollar peoples, who we give <laughs> fancy shout-outs to. Mm-hmm. So, come join us. Yes, um, please. And, and we want to hear from you. Absolutely. 
And that's it for this week. Uh, our thanks go to Kurt Klopton again. Go check out his book, Super Guy. It is Super Guy, right? Super Guy. Super. <laughs> I was like, it's 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 not Super Dude, is it? No, no, it's no. Super Guy. You're right. Okay. No, Super Guy. It's on Amazon and all of his uh, fine websites. We will have them in the show yeah. notes. Check out Super Guy. Check out Full Fiction Audio. Yes. And we will return with a brand new edition of Adventure Club Podcast. Until then, good night, everybody. Good night, folks. Yeah.